What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fitness for Thought. Today, we are graced with the presence of a highly anticipated guest. We've been wanting to have him on for a while now. Um, owner of Iowa Strength Gym, competitive bodybuilder, everything else. Uh, I mean, I guess almost getting married soon. Yeah, that's got a lot of things coming up. Uh, <laughs> Chris Dunn, and we are here today to talk a little bit about his background. Um, he owns a gym in Independence, Iowa, and we thought that'd be very fitting for us. Um, me and French have both worked out here um, and love it, so we just wanted to get his perspective on some things, uh, along with also perspective on stuff in the fitness um, area. So, uh, French, you want to start us off with a question? Yeah, so... Okay. Yeah. Thanks. And appreciate you guys having me on. So this is my first ever podcast, <laughs> I think. Um, so as far as like what got me started background, um, man, so honestly, like I don't really have a background as far as like educationally um, in health and fitness or anything like that. Um, you know, I'm had a majored in business and marketing in college, um, but <clears throat> I starting out um pretty much was given when as when i was really young like one of my brother's friends gave me a weight bench and then when i was uh in high school one of my cousins bought me my first weight set to go for the weight bench uh and he was on the football team so he was dragging me into practices before and after school when i was a freshman in high school um yeah and then otherwise just some friends dragging me to the gym uh throughout high school and even after um and then long story short, like I kind of didn't take it super, uh, I guess, serious. Um, but then I was in a long-term relationship and that didn't work out and I started going to the gym a lot more. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, as far as like the whole starting the business thing, um, it just started out like actually I had a friend that wanted to start this little powerlifting gym. He wanted, he knew I was going to school for business and marketing. So he wanted me to help him kind of with advertising and things like that so i got a free gym membership out of the deal for starting up a facebook page uh, and then uh basically after that uh i got to work out for free there uh another one of my friends uh was started joining me and uh uh we were kind of working out together and then um my friend that owned the gym told me that he was thinking about moving back home to illinois um to pursue something else and so the friend i was working out with um and I decided, or I guess I approached him and asked him, like, hey, man, like, want to buy a gym? And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then, like, after that, it was just kind of, like, went downhill from there, I guess. So, And so you guys together started? Yeah. And um, what was it like in the beginning starting out, figuring out all this stuff? Because I know you said you were studying business. But, I mean, I get, I would assume for anybody jumping into the – um, business world, it can be a little bit overwhelming at first. So what was that like just getting into everything, figuring out the ins and outs and figuring out what you need to get, um, kind of organized to start your own business? It was absolutely terrifying because we had no <laughs> idea what the hell we were doing. Um, so it was kind of the thing where 
there's a lot of stuff in business school that they don't teach you about actually running a business. Um, and a lot of it just comes with experience or working under someone else, which I didn't have the opportunity of doing. Uh, we just kind of decided to buy the gym and start marketing it. And we figured if we open up the doors, people will come. Well, if you don't have a very good location, you don't have a whole lot of great equipment mm -hmm. people don't come. Yeah. Uh, so it just took a lot of like marketing and advertising on our ends. Um, you know, first couple of years, we actually paid for all the utilities, all the bills, um, all the equipment out of our own pockets. Um, and then uh, just accumulated and kept all the money that was coming in for memberships mm -hmm. um, and saved it for a later date. And then basically about two years down the road, we were actually able to start paying our own bills um, out of the bank account for the business, um, start buying equipment out of, out of the bank account, things like that. And then slowly started to grow, move, change locations um yeah and then just started accumulating more and more equipment and more members more space mm -hmm. so um okay uh i might have to send french another zoom link because i think we lost him oh. <laughs> but um i think i think we can go from here sorry this isn't very professional but oh, we're just fine. we're just starting out so dude i'm technology technical technical technologically <laughs> technologically technical yeah yeah a challenge yeah, with yeah technology yeah. and speaking apparently <laughs> okay oh here we go Good workout. What's that? Good workout. Yeah. Hey, we'll see you later, Doc. Yeah. It was pretty basic. Abs, abs, yeah, cardio. Cardio. Oh my gosh! I don't know if I could even do that every Sunday. That's discipline. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you. That. 300 milligram protein shake after taking half a scoop of pre-workout. <laughs> that is? Yeah, maybe not the best idea. I just noticed you guys got those in. Yeah. You like them? Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. I've never had them before. Bang is is an interesting one. I don't, I'm not a really big fan. No, me neither. But they do get you going, like, yeah, for, and, like, a short amount of time. And they, then you just yeah crash. So I would, like, but my tolerance isn't crazy high but i would start to get real jittery on that mm. i uh i drank one the other day when i was working because i started to fall asleep and i i got like halfway through it and i'm like fuck i gotta stop like this is too much yeah and then like i just started falling asleep again because <laughs> i just started crashing yeah that's so. exactly how i felt with it yeah okay um Okay, so while we're waiting on him, I'm just gonna go, we're gonna go ahead with another question. Okay. If that's cool with you, yeah, but it works. Okay, so, um, going back to just general fitness, um, what would you say some of your goals are currently? Because I know you've competed in the past in bodybuilding, and um, you're really into that. So, moving forward, I know you just got out of a competition, so you probably aren't looking 
too far into the future, but what are some of your overall fitness goals? Um, so overall, so from a, a competitive aspect, like competitive bodybuilding aspect, I would, I think the goal is always to go pro. Um, so I would, I would like to continue to, um, work towards that, but I probably won't be competing again until probably at least 2022, I'm assuming, uh, cause planning for a wedding and life and business and everything like that kind of takes precedence yeah, <laughs> over, for over sure. uh, competing, which won't really make me any money. Um, as far as like just personal goals, um, fitness related, I, I have a lot of weaknesses that I need to bring up. So I just kind of want to work on overall like strength and mobility and just kind of get to be moving a little bit better. Yeah. Um, just as a whole, just kind of trying to master different techniques um, and just training stimulus a little bit more. Gotcha. So, so just improve overall yeah. training. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And get stronger, of yep. course. But yep. French, you you good now? Oh boy, this dude's internet. He's got that flea market connection. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just asked him a question while we we're waiting on you about um, his oh, future okay. goals and in fitness overall. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. So you mentioned you have a business, a business degree. Do you think a business degree legitimately prepares you for owning a business or not? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I feel like so I. I'm not real keen on the whole college education thing. I kind of did it just because I didn't really know what my next step was going to be and what I wanted to do. With I my think life. a lot of people kind of yes, do that. Absolutely. And I, I speak to a lot of younger individuals, like even here or outside the gym, um, that just kind of are going for gen eds or just kind of going for a major and but they don't really know what they're actually going to um, pursue in life as far as like college wise. Um, but no, I don't, I don't feel like, um, business school in the slightest really prepared me. I feel like if I would have taken the amount of money I spent on college, um, and the amount of time I put into going to school and studying and invested that into like a mentor or worked under someone in the field that I was pursuing or like the, you know, gym health fitness field, I think I could have maybe came out a lot further ahead. But on the other side of it, kind of jumping in head first, figuring out for myself, um, I kind of feel like I learned a lot from my mistakes because that's kind of how I personally learn a lot is I, you know, someone can tell you how to do something, but until you do it and you mess it up, there's, I mean, you never really know. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm that kind of person, like if someone tells me not to do something, I'm probably going to do it anyways, mm -hmm. um, just because I... If it's in my head, I'm going to do it and you can't tell me otherwise because I'm stubborn. Sure. But so I kind of got to make my own mistakes. So but also, I mean, like if I wouldn't have went to school for business, I probably wouldn't have ended up here in this exact spot at this exact time um, to even start the gym and, and do what I'm doing. Sure. So it kind of I'm happy I did everything that I did. Um, I just don't know exactly if business quite prepared me for absolutely everything. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, and I, I, that was kind of the answer I was expecting. I, I know a lot of people kind of feel that way. Um, going back to bodybuilding, because I know that's a big focus of yours. 
how and when did you start competing or getting into bodybuilding where you thought this might be something where I want to take seriously in the sense of I'm going to compete at a high level? Yeah. So <laughs> my first competition was in 2016. Um, I competed in the best of the Midwest competition um, as an amateur in open bodybuilding. Um, I got first place in both my classes and tall and in the tall class, I, I won novice and open. Um, and then basically, uh, lost in the finals or got second or whatever in the finals, um, to a guy that's now he fantastic bodybuilder is now pro. Um, but I would say what got me into it, um, it's kind of funny. Cause like, I never used to really be into bodybuilding. I, I saw like, you know, the the you know really large like mass monsters and stuff i'm like oh well like those guys can't wipe their ass um i don't want to be that big i don't want to do that um you know health risks of, of being that heavy and and the things you have to do to get to where they are um but i kind of got talked into it um i had a few people that told me that you know i was i was fairly lean and pretty vascular um and made, they thought that the structure for it um, that they're trying to kind of talk me into doing it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I've got weaknesses. Like I've got, you know, different health stuff that I've had in the past where I didn't think I would be a good bodybuilder. Um, but then I went to a competition an NPC competition with a friend, um, who was competing and I saw it in person and I was like, dude, this is cool. I gotta do this. Mm -hmm. Um, and from there on, like, I think like three months later I was in prep. Wow. And so, um, you know, and I, I was originally going to do physique because I didn't think I had enough size, um, especially in the legs to compete in open bodybuilding. Um, and actually a buddy of mine that was kind of helping me with some rehab and, and some posing, um, told me that I shouldn't do physique that like, I'm, if I did what I if I, if I tried to compete in something that I didn't really believe in, didn't really want to do, um, that I'd be unhappy with. And I probably wouldn't put everything into it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm extremely thankful that they talked me out of doing physique and, and talked me into doing open bodybuilding just because I, you know, I, I think I kind of, I kind of felt like a sellout even when I was like looking for like the trunks and stuff to pose in because I was shopping around for trunks. I was going to buy some. And like, anytime, like I was in like the buckle or wherever I was looking for, for shorts, they, they'd ask me like, oh, what do you need them for? You're going on vacation? I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to do a bodybuilding show. And it's like, well, it didn't quite sound right to say I was doing a bodybuilding show, but I was going to be covering up half of my legs. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just thankful that that they talked me out of it. So that's kind of, I guess, kind of what got me started. Um, and it was kind of an impulsive thing. And, you know, at, at one point, like I was told, like, because I've had some surgeries and stuff and like, you know, the, the doctors told me like, I'd probably never be able to be a bodybuilder. I'd never be able to do powerlifting or lift heavy weights and things like that. And so like, part of me was just kind of like, mm, fuck it. I'm going to prove them wrong. Yeah. So that's kind of also going back to that attitude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you tell me that was something that I can't do that. I'm going to try to do it. Yeah. So. Yep. So going off that, because that's another thing I wanted to get into. Um, I've heard and seen you talk about um, some of your past surgeries and Kind of how they've shaped your mindset and stuff can you talk a little bit about what happened um and your history with that because it's it's really interesting um i've heard you talk about it especially on instagram and go into it how it's shaped you into the into the person you are today and the mindset that you have so can you talk a little bit about that 
Yeah, it's a uh, kind of a long story, but I'll try to shorten it up. Okay. Um, so well, that's what the podcast is for. You can, you can do whatever you want. You say How long you do want. you want this podcast to be? Because <laughs> I can talk all day. Whatever you do. Um, so, uh, I, you know, so when I was a freshman in high school, I believe, I believe I was a freshman in high school, um, early, uh, I was like 14 years old. I had a super freak accident. I wish it was a cool story. It's pretty embarrassing, but I like to laugh about it. So I used to kind of be a fat kid. Right. Um, and so I remember, you know, I was walking in the kitchen, trying to get some food, open up the fridge, didn't see anything in the fridge, closed the fridge door, spun around the heels uh, of my feet. And I had new socks on completely ate shit in the kitchen, <laughs> fell, did the splits, snapped the ball, of my hip off. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit yeah so that was pretty awesome um but anyways like my hip didn't <laughs> i see french over there just laughing i did not think that's the story got, yeah I thought maybe you got hit by a semi or Fuck something. dude i wish i got hit by a semi it'd be so much cooler that would be way cooler yeah um you know got shot in a drive-by i don't yeah. know like that's what you uh, tell people now yeah pretty much yeah so i used to make up all kinds of stories when i was in college um at parties but um so snap the ball of it off. Um, it didn't hurt. Uh, my, well, at first, like my whole leg just kind of went numb. Uh, and I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to walk it off. And like my knee started hurting like a couple days later. Um, I was pretty gimpy after that. But like, I mean, who wouldn't be? Yeah. Uh, but I, I just kind of dealt with it. And like it, I, it, I went, uh, you know, I just I had a, just had a, a job. Um, I, was, I was working part time at a grocery store and you know, my, my boss was getting really concerned about it. And he's like, you know, he's like, you know, you, it looks like it's getting worse. It's getting worse. He's like, I don't want you coming back until you go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor, told him my knee hurt, told him I fell. They did some x-rays, said nothing was wrong. Uh, and I was just having some growing pains. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I continue to walk on it for the next year. Uh, with these growing pains um and i remember i was in school one day and i took a step and it just wasn't there anymore and i like kind of fell over uh and then it was at the last the last period of of school thankfully um but i I only lived like two blocks away from the high school but so i walked to school so i had to like try to drag myself (laughs) home uh and like i called my mom like yeah my hip hurts really bad i can't walk um so anyways um we end up seeing going to some doctors and seeing some, uh, you know, specialists and things like that because my hip was hurting then, and they kind of told me that I like slipped it or broke it at the the growth plate and things like that. And um, yeah, I had a, uh, I ended up having to go into emergency surgery. So they put a pin that in same day. Uh, yeah, for one of my first visits, I don't know. I had to see a couple of specialists, a couple of different times. And once they finally got me into a specialist to look at it, they were like, you need to go to surgery. Yeah. Right they now. said, well, I was standing up when they, they, the doctors came in, I was standing up. They said, you need to sit down. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, just take a seat. I'm like, okay. They're like, you're going into surgery right now. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I got to work tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I had, I had school, like that was my excuse. I'm like, I got to work tomorrow. I have, I have, I have to go to school. Like, you're not going to work. You're not going to school. You're going into surgery. Damn. And like, you can make, like, there's a phone right here and then you can make some calls and, and make some arrangements. Wow. And so, uh, and, and this was at, uh, at Iowa city, the university of Iowa. Well, 
So I went in, they basically just put a screw into the ball of my hip, into my femur, so it wouldn't slip any further. And that was it. Well, I wake up. Uh, well, had some complications with anesthesia and not breathing and stuff like that. But after that got all settled, they, you know, did a checkup and they realized they put the screw in too far. Wow. So yeah, they, they, after I woke up, got situated in my room, they had to tell me that um, they had an issue with the surgery and had to go back in the next day and, and pull it out and like redo it. So that happened. Um, after that, you know, like it got me through, that was like my fresh sophomore year in high school. I think I just, I think I just got my license. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, that recovery was about six weeks or so afterwards. So it wasn't too bad. Um, and that got me all the way through high school. Um, they got me through college or when I went to college the first time for my two year degree. Um, and so not to interrupt you, yeah. but so in high school, could you play sports? Could no. you, what was you, you no. were just out of, out of it. Yeah. Like I, I had no, no, uh, mobility, mobility in that hip at all. It was basically just locked in place. Okay. Um, because like, so like let's to kind of, and I don't know if, if, if we're recording this, if anyone's gonna be able to see it, but like hypothetically, like if the, if your fist is your hip and your forearm is your femur, mm -hmm. um, my, my hip basically broke off and like was like on the side like if you're like ball your fist was turned wow. uh you know like almost flexing your forearm yeah so um so my hip looked like that so they basically went in and put a screw in through my femur into the ball of my hip wow uh to hold it there so like it really wasn't providing you with much no no yeah. i had nothing yeah uh you know so and i had a pretty bad limp and so like yeah i kind of got some caught some shit you know in high school you know general high school stuff mm -hmm. but I mean, for the most part, like people didn't really bother me about it. Um, I couldn't go out for sports. Um, that pretty much, I was lifting with my cousin my freshman year in high school and then the accident happened. So I couldn't work out anymore, really. Couldn't really do anything for legs at, at all, except for like extensions and curls, which really sucked. And like, I, you know, like I was so self-conscious about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, I, I kind of gave up, honestly. Um, it's funny cause like my, when I went to high school, like I was so into lifting at the time, like my class ring, I put like a weightlifter on it mm. and then like, I just felt like shit. So, cause like I had this freaking it's like been... super expensive, like gold class <laughs> ring yeah. and had a weightlifter on it. And then like people gave me crap because I didn't lift weights and stuff wow. anymore. So anyways, uh, but yeah, so that all happened. I couldn't go out for sports. Uh, I couldn't go out for PE after that. Um, and actually I was supposed to have a PE class and they put me in um i forgot what it's called now they they um like alternative school okay they, they took me out of they made me drive to alternative school um when i was supposed to have pe and so i'd use it halfway as a study hall but they gave me like exercise like homework hmm. almost it was weird um so yeah, I had to do all that. But anyways, after that, they didn't ever make me take PE or even try to go out for PE. I just took my normal classes in high school and whatever graduated. So, but yeah. And then, so after my two-year degree, um, you know, I'm, I'm working full-time and, and I, all this stuff, like after college, the, you know, after my like two-year degree in college, before I went on for my bachelor's, um, I was, uh, um, you know, in quite a bit of a pain, in quite a bit of pain, tired of, you know, no mobility and stuff. And, 
I kind of re- thought maybe I'd want to do something else and, and see other options as far as like trying to repair the hip and get some more movement back. Cause I was still going in for different checkups and stuff. I'd have to go in like every couple of years for a checkup on my leg just, just to see how, how it was going. Cause we knew it was just a temporary fix. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went in and you know, there, there was one surgeon that said he thought he could like fix it and like kind of repair it and everything. So, <clears throat> um, kind of decided to go this route where, had the ball the hip again they had to like basically cut the ball the hip off uh turn it reshape it because it kind of got deteriorated and mm-hmm. things like that um and then they took a, a rod and like screwed it like into the hip like pounded back. into the ball of the hip <laughs> back into the femur yeah well into the ball of the hip and then down the femur and then they screwed it down in the femur and then um on the ball of my hip and like that was great like for like six months it was awesome mm-hmm. like uh, after, well, after the reconstructive surgery, like, I mean, I, I couldn't walk for three months. So that, that part wasn't cool, but, uh, so I pretty much had to learn how to walk again. Um, and all that stuff, they never put me through therapy. didn't told me not to do therapy. Really? They said I could just figure it out. So that wasn't, uh, that wasn't real cool. Yeah, and then, that's weird. Yeah. There, there's kind of an issue with some pain meds and stuff in there too, where I was getting a little bit too dependent on that. So I had to have those taken away. Um, and, but after after all that stuff, like, uh, I got back in the gym and, um, actually one my friend, my friend Dalton, who's a member here at the gym, um, he was, he was dragging me into the gym, like while I was recovering from my surgery, just to get me out of the house and things like that. You know, I was kind of in a dark spot a little bit, you know, I wasn't like too good mentally just because of like, you know, when you can't walk for three months, it kind of gets in your head. Sure. So, um, but like, he was like dragging me to the gym um, and I was using a walker at the time. I didn't use crutches. And so I remember being in the Falcon Center, like on a walker, like crutching over to the, the, the dumbbell rack, grabbing dumbbells and like crutching back to a bench and like doing like my workouts, like wow. in, in the gym, yeah. just for something to do. Um, I would do a little bit of single leg, like extensions and curls and things like that, but nothing too crazy. Um, because like part of the time when, after my hip reconstructive surgery, I'd have like this big, like, um, brace on like that went around my, my midsection and down my leg. Um, so it like immobilized it. So, sure. um, it was just kind of hard to get around. Um, but yeah, otherwise after that, um, uh, I was able to start walking and stuff again. I remember the first time I, I, I tried to train legs and like I, I jumped on the leg press, probably the worst freaking thing I could have done now looking back is getting on a leg press after a hip surgery. But I could actually go like the full range of motion and like I didn't remember what that was like. Yeah. Like it was it was completely foreign to me, completely new. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it was awesome. And so like there was like probably like a, a six month period where like I could, I could squat. I could deadlift, I could do leg press, I could do like moving all kinds of different ways. And then it just kind of like stopped, like it locked up on me. And I had no, no idea why I just started losing mobility slowly and slowly in it. But I kept working out, um, you know, long story short, like, you know, down the road, like had some checkups and stuff. And they told me that I was developing arthritis in it. Hmm. Um, so like, it was basically kind of just shaving the ball of the, the hip off and it was the, the bone was getting stuck in the socket and it was yeah. like causing it so it wouldn't move in the socket. <clears throat> so um, I went and saw a, another doctor about it and because the doctor that did, originally did my reconstructive surgery was gone. He moved out of state to a different hospital. 
So I talked to a different doctor and he's like, yeah, well, really the only thing that we can do now is do a full hip replacement. He's like, you're going to have a great quality of life. It should, you know, he was very confident in everything. Um, and he's like, you'll have a great quality of life. He'll, he's like, you probably won't be in any pain because of the, the pain got to be so bad. Like I'd wake up in the morning from laying down and I couldn't like bend my hip. It was stuck straight from laying down all night. Well, it would kind of start to bend a little bit more and allow me to move as I, you know, went on through the day. But then I went lay down. I couldn't, I couldn't relax my leg and lay it flat because it was stuck up. Yeah. So, and it was like excruciating to like, let it relax. So a lot of times I go to bed with my knee bent, like yeah. with my foot, like on the bed, my knee bent. Um, and then like overnight they would just like slowly kind of like relax. But um, anyway, so like the doctor is like really confident in saying like, I would, you know, be virtually pain-free and everything and and it could probably restore most of my mobility um and things like that if i did a hip replacement the only downside is i'd probably have to have another one down the road then he's also the one that said like you know i know i know you're kind of you know in a gym but you'll never be able to be like a runner you'll never be able to be a powerlifter you'll never be mr iowa um so you won't be able to do any bodybuilding or things like that but i can make you more comfortable um so i went through had the hip replacement um, yeah, and then need to go through and, um, they told me I didn't, didn't really need to go through and <clears throat> do physical therapy. Yeah. Do physical therapy or anything like that. But actually I, uh, went and, um, sought out, um, a, a specialist actually who's, uh, his name's Dr. Stu. He owns uh, a training facility outside in Elgin, Illinois, outside Chicago. It's called paradigm performance. Um, him and, and the people that worked with me, they're like, changed everything mm -hmm. like hundred percent. So like, um, I had most of my movement or a little bit of my movement back in the hip. I still don't have a hundred percent mobility in it. Um, and I never will, it'll never be like it used to be before my accident. But, um, he basically taught me everything all over from breathing correctly, mm -hmm. uh, gave me vision exercises. He, um, taught me how to bench press correctly again squat deadlift everything he basically wow. kind of rebuilt me from the ground up um and so honestly like i have him to thank for everything because i don't i i wouldn't have known where to start yeah. um you know and i haven't seen him probably for a couple of years now um honestly um just because like i haven't really needed any any specialized work similar to that but he also did like chiropractic adjustments um he would do um acupuncture and like with like uv light and things like that yeah. he it was very very specialized he works with like professional athletes so um i got in connection with him through mark lobliner which is uh, you know a, a pro bodybuilder that we work with uh, we carry their supplements in, in our store and everything so he he referred me to to this doctor so um but yeah he kind of he kind of helped change everything so but and then you said earlier the doctor said that you would probably have to have another yeah. total hip replacement. Uh -huh. So what did, did you end up having another one then? No, I haven't yet. Um, they said that depending on how I treated it, it would maybe last me 15 years, 20 years, you know, 40 years. It really depends on how I treat it. And is um, that just because of general wear and tear? You just eventually needed another one? Wear and tear, um, abuse on it. <laughs> I mean, I had my hip replaced when I was 26. 26 mm -hmm. uh, 25 something like that i don't know but uh, so i was i was relatively young and i was i was i was the youngest 
I believe the doctor said I was the youngest patient he had had a, a hip replacement wow. uh, for at the time. Um, I think it, my last visit about a year ago, he told me that he has had someone younger now. Um, but I did have a checkup last year. Everything is awesome. It's looking great. Um, he said the strength training and everything I'm doing is probably helping uh, with 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 the hip um, and things like that. Um, and like saying that uh, actually I'm starting to regrow some of the bone back up. Really? Start, yeah, starting to grow kind of back up over top of the implant a little bit. Um, which is good, but also if it grows the wrong way, then they might have to shave it down in the future. Gotcha. But he says there's no sign of stress or anything. Everything's looking awesome. Um, and so, but if I you know keep taking care of it, um, it should last me a long time. I mean, I might not ever have to have another one, but it really kind of depends. But sure. Yeah. So. And um, so I know you said uh, there was a little bit of insecurity or self-consciousness there, but what what has it done in terms of mindset for just going into training um is a hundred percent shift in confidence um you know like previously before i had any of the surgery like uh the reconstructive or or like the hip replacement like i had a really bad limp i still have a little bit of one um but like it got to the point where it was like I had a lot of social anxiety. I didn't like when I was in school, I didn't like to get up and walk in front of this in front of the class because I felt like everyone was staring at me. I didn't like it, like being out in public and walking around because I could see people's eyes shift from like looking at my face to like looking down at my leg or my foot or something. Cause it, it was blatantly obvious that like they were like looking, looking up like my limp. So there was a big change, a big confident, uh, a change in confidence once like, that got somewhat corrected. I have a little bit of a limp just because like my leg hasn't been completely lengthened because I lost some length in it. Sure. Um, they couldn't completely lengthen it just because there was too much of a risk for further like damage um, to the hip. Uh, well, not just to the hip, but like more to like the muscle surrounding it um, and like nerve damage. Okay. So like I have a little bit of mobility issues just from like nerve stuff in my in my, in my ankle. Yep. So they were afraid I wasn't able to move my foot at all. Like if they would have completely made it like uh, in equal length. So as far as like confidence with training, like, I mean, it's, it's way more confident. Like I, I, I have full trust in, in the replacement itself. Like there's never a time where like I'm under a squat or I'm, I'm, I'm pulling a deadlift or something where I'm just like nervous for the hip. That's like, good. Yeah. Um, you know, but also I take, I've taken appropriate measures to, to go great lengths to try to strengthen the hip to, and I, you know, I've, I have a regimen that I go through, um, to, to try to like, you know, a mobility regimen that I go through, um, multiple times a week, but especially the days I'm going to do like squats or deadlifts sure. and things like that too. Yeah. So, um, a lot more confidence. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. awesome. So, yeah. But, French, you have anything to add to that? I feel like you would, can kind of relate to some of that. Yeah. So I can definitely agree. Like I'm just, when I had my, can have like surgery that's worse than mine like total replacement and come back and you know compete do really well you know do everything he's doing like that kind of gave me a little bit of confidence that I could uh, bounce back and then I, I can definitely relate to you know they're, they're telling me like the biggest thing when you come back is getting over that mental barrier to you know you didn't you couldn't walk for like two months and then you were Stuff like your body's like ready for it, but your mind is 
so I can definitely attest to that. But yeah, um, I actually kind of forgot about that aspect of it. Like going back into walking is like when you're not able to walk on it, like um, after my reconstructive surgery, I couldn't walk for like three months. So like I tried to walk for the first time and like I took a step and it was like all wobbly and like I had no strength in it. And it was like, so kind of learning how to walk again on my own, but it was kind of hard to, to get to learn it. And actually something I, I forgot to mention when I had my hip replaced, um, they had to take all the hardware out of it, um, for my reconstructive surgery. Um, and so normally like when you have a hip replacement, um, they you know, they'll cut the femur off, drive down the implant into your femur and pop it in the socket. Obviously that's not exactly what they do, but like, it's just a pretty, pretty cut and dry, like routine, um, or surgery. And you're walking the same day or the next day. Well, for me, when they had to remove the hardware, uh, one of the screws got stuck in my femur. Oh my gosh. Snapped the head of the screw off in my femur. So they had to drill the screw out and extract it. <laughs> so I couldn't walk for another six weeks after having my hip replaced. Catch a break. So when I woke up, yeah, when I, when I woke up after my surgery, like, hey, yeah, everything went great. I'm like, cool. When can I start walking? Like, yeah. So um, there's an issue there. And then they, they explained it to me, like, ah, fuck like so you like, i have to stay in the hospital for another night like yes i'm like damn it <laughs> so that was like i was more mad that i had to stay in the hospital for another night that i was gonna be able, gonna be able to walk for six weeks because like i just i hate like it's, it's the worst like staying in the hospital yeah. is like terrible but they're all great and like even like my my the surgeon i had most recently he's been awesome like you know he, he really took the time to like explain everything like in great detail as especially in our, our checkup like that i had about a year ago um he even went out and grabbed the implant that i had and showed it to me and before i could even ask the question because it's like a steel implant and then the ball of it was like pink and he's like yes they're all pink i'm like damn it i was gonna ask you that question he's like <laughs> everyone does and so but yeah so it was just it was a good i mean for what it was it was a good experience i mean it sucked. All of it sucked, but like I probably wouldn't be where I am and wouldn't have experienced what I've experienced if I wouldn't have gone through it. And I don't take movement and mobility for granted. Like there isn't a single day that I don't get on a treadmill or I don't get out of bed or walk or something that I'm like, you know, there's a period of time where I couldn't do this. Mm -hmm. You know, like so like I, I think about it every single day. So but and, you know, there's there's a lot of other people that can't can't even walk. They have, you know, they go through things that are way worse than what I've gone through. So, like, I feel like I don't have any room to complain about it. You know, there was a period of time where I was, you know, kind of self-loathing and, 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 like, you know, kind of, you know, I kind of felt sorry for myself a little bit after after having, like, especially the reconstructive surgery um, and stuff like that. And, like, I was going through some other shit at the time, too, where, you know, it, it just kind of made it more difficult. But, um I just, you just make it through it. Yeah. I mean, but. Yeah. Well, damn, that's, that was quite the experience. <laughs> um, so looking forward, uh, going back to bodybuilding, what, what are your plans for the future in the sport? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? Um, you know, the last show I had in October, I got, it was nationals for the, the NANBF Federation, which is a national bodybuilding federation. So it's a federation I've always competed in, um, you know, since I started in 2016. Um, it was for what it was with COVID going on and everything, 
it was still the best show I've competed in. It was the most fun. It's pretty relaxed. I met some awesome people. Um, you know, the promoters did a good job. Everything was nice. And it was, it was also the, it was IP IPE is a professional league. Like once you go pro in the NENBF, you are an IPE pro. Mm -hmm. Well, it was also a pro show. It was worlds. So it was amateur nationals and then it was worlds. So it's like, kind of like for that organization, it was almost kind of like, you know, the Olympia of, of that natural bodybuilding organization. Mm -hmm. So it was a pretty big deal. Um, to see like some of the best around the nation and stuff like competing there. Um, you know, it was, it was a really well run show for the most part. Um, I feel like some of the judgment was a little subjective and, you know, I got third place, which I'm still kind of butthurt about, you know, I don't hundred percent agree with all the placement. Um, but I feel like some politics in like, uh, some hometown, uh, uh, you know, loyalty kind of took precedence uh, a little bit there. And uh, I even had people that I didn't know approach me after the show that said they didn't agree with the judgment um, and things like that. Um, you know, but so I've, I, you know, it, it kind of depends on what the future holds. Um, you know, I've thought about maybe jumping ship and maybe going into a different federation um, and, and trying that out and seeing how, how I like it a little bit more. Um, but I know like, as far as bodybuilding goes, it is all subjective. There's, there's going to be politics and everything. So like, that's not going to be the only deciding factor as far as like, if I continue to compete in this organization or another organization. Um, but yeah, right now I'm just kind of, kind of rolling with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I'm enjoying my training. I'm enjoying eating food again. Uh, and just kind of putting, you know, focus on, on other things in life, like business and like wedding planning and, and yeah and all that stuff right now and just kind of letting whatever happens in the future happen so yeah no specific goals just and i hate to press more because yeah. i know you just got out of um what was a long and arduous prep uh -huh. but um i know we talked a little bit um earlier uh, a few weeks ago i think um about just how much how stressful and how much a competition really takes out of you can you kind of talk about how draining it is to compete and then come down from that competition and really just where your body's at from a physical and mental standpoint. Yeah. Uh, so it's probably like the hardest thing I've ever done, but also one of the coolest things I've ever done. Um, as far as just competing for or prepping for a bodybuilding show, show in general, like this one is a little bit unique too, because I was basically in prep for about 10 months. Yeah. Um, so I started around the first of the year in 2019 um, with a different show in mind. It was the Natural Iowa. Um, I was planning on doing both shows, the Natural Iowa in the, in the spring and then uh, Nationals in the fall. Um, but, the you know, I was in prep. COVID hit about five weeks out from the Natural Iowa. They postponed it without a known date in sight. So I was... I'm usually about show ready about two to four weeks ahead of time. And then I just kind of coast. Mm -hmm. So I was almost show ready when they postponed the show. Um, so we didn't know when it was going to be. So we kind of like put me back up into like a maintenance mode for a couple weeks. Um, and I uh, kind of lost a little bit of direction there, but um, they decided to, um, you know, postpone it 
the show, I think it was like August or September, um, in which it would have put it about eight weeks out from when I had like a little like mini vacation plan, like a little weekend getaway with Sarah, my fiance. Um, so I decided not to do the show because I didn't want to like go, you know, have a couple of drinks on vacation or not have drinks on vacation and just kind of like still be in prep mode and not mentally be there for her while we're just supposed to be enjoying some time away. Yeah. Um, so anyways, as far as like mindset goes, like, um, you know, it's, it's definitely more mentally challenging than it is physically, uh, mentally and emotionally challenging because at least for me, like when I have something like that in mind, like I'm going to go hundred percent in, um, in as detrimental as it can be to everything else around me, I'm going to put that as a priority over everything else. Um, which isn't always the best thing, but like to be successful really in anything, that's kind of what you have to do. Um, the best way I can kind of explain it is like, you're almost in a constant fog. Um, you know, you're kind of numbed by everything around you. Like, like, you know, you could get a flat tire on your car and it's just kind of like shit. Like how am I going to get to the gym and train? Like, I don't have another meal here to wait around. Like, is you're always thinking about like your next move, like, and how it's going to affect like your meals, your eating, your sleeping, your training, mm -hmm. your cardio. Um, you know, and like, so as far as the best way for me to describe it is like, you know, how about like you, like looking at, you know, and your body, you, you are like, um, everything in life. How about like, I know this is kind of a weird analogy. <laughs> no, so you're, good. you're everything in life and I'm me. Um, bodybuilding is a fog between that. It's you have like to, tunnel vision. Yes. You have to look through that fog, which is bodybuilding and, and, and to see everything else, but everything is cloudy because this is kind of like you're looking through yeah. it. Um, and so like, um, you know, and, and it makes it, I am extremely fortunate to have an amazing fiance that's been super, super supportive, um, in dealing with me. And as I say, dealing with me during prep, <laughs> because I don't care who you are, you're going to have moments where you're not a great person. Um, and I, uh, definitely can kind of show my emotions. Um, and I'm not always the, I'm, I'm usually a very blunt person. And so like when I'm dieting, I'm hangry, it's, it's, it can be more so. Um, but also the biggest thing is like, I personally get distant when I'm going through something um, or when I'm really, really focused, like I get short and I get distant. So, you know, there'd be times where like, I'd be, you know, I still work full time. So I, I, I would, I'd work, you know, I get up in the morning, do my facet cardio work, you know, eight hours, nine hour day at my day job come to the gym, get a little bit of work done, get my training in, um, get some more work done at the gym, come home. And like, I get home, I'd be exhausted. I'd be hungry. I'd be lethargic. I'd probably be shaking because I was hungry and fatigued. And like, I would walk in the door, like Sarah would be like on the couch, like Kilo, my dog would run up to me and start petting me. And I kind of like, like, kind of like step aside and say, Hey, and I'd just like walk in hey, like, drop all my stuff, start getting everything ready. Like put it on my Tupperware. Yeah. Put on my Tupperware away, like shower. And then like get my food cooked and sit down on the couch. And like, she just be like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I just need to eat, you know? And like, she's like, but you're not like talking, like, how's your day? Like, you know, it's like, it's just like those normal interactions. Like, you know, usually like if you're in a relationship or you see your friends or something, you're like, Hey man, how's it going? How are you? What you been up to If for, like for me, like when I'm in prep, it's just like, it's just like, Hey, like, and I'm going to go do my own stuff and like kind of ignore everyone around me. Yeah. 
uh, and it, it just it makes it a little bit challenging. And so, but definitely something I need to work on. But it's just as far as like the mental aspect of it, it's it's something that like you know it it definitely it will it'll teach you a lot about yourself and like the kind of person you who you can really be under a, like an extreme of like mental and physical pressure um so but yeah and i've heard that from from a lot of people specifically about uh dieting weight cuts extreme losing a lot of weight but i just wanted to hear your take on it because i know y'all you also have family life to balance a gym and like you said another job so mm-hmm. i just wanted to get that perspective but um uh, sorry, French, if you have a question, you can go, but I was just, I've just been going. I have a lot of questions. That's all right. Um, yeah, I think, though, obviously, but I think that's like the one thing, I think the one thing, one of the biggest things I would be worried about is like how I'm going to, you know, you're putting your body in a pretty crazy state as far as uh, pretty much controlled, controlled starvation, essentially. So I think the way, is a lot I mean like you said you get short with people a little more blunt like that's the one thing that I'm worried about that and like you know what your hormones and stuff is a little scary to me but I mean like you said I know you told me before it's not for everyone and you know it's one of the toughest things you've done in your life but also you're very proud of that too yeah yeah, and there, there can definitely be some <clears throat> some issues with hormones too like and I know like you know getting getting to your body to like extreme you know extremely low body fat percentages can be bad. Like I actually, like I switched insurance carriers, um, like health, in, like I was in the process of switching like my homeowner's insurance and stuff like that. And I was going to get a life insurance policy through them as well. So that I had to do some blood work, uh, while I was in prep and I was probably, I think I was two weeks out. Uh, and so they, they, you know, did a urine test, did a blood test and like it came back and like, oh, my, my cholesterol was awesome. Uh, you know, my blood pressure was great. And then like, you got into looking at my, like my organ functions and like, so like my creatine levels were pretty high, like for kidneys, uh, my heart enzymes or whatever were elevated, liver was elevated. Uh, and like, so I was looking at, I'm like, these are, this is kind of like scary. So like, I've, I have a doctor friend, so I like send it over to him. And my fiance is, is going to school to be a nurse practitioner. I sent it to her and she's like, yeah, it doesn't look that good. But like for what you're going through, it's kind of be expected. Accurate, yeah. And my, my doctor friend's like, yeah, but we kind of need to improve on some of this stuff. Like after you're done with prepping and then like uh, my insurance agent gives me a call and he's like, yes, yeah, so we got your test back and stuff. You want to come in and, and, and talk. And so I, I went in and talked to him. He's like, so yeah, we can get all your insurance and everything good. He's like, or set up. He's like, but so we were looking at your, your blood tests and everything. I'm like, dude, it was bad. He's like, yeah. He's like, I know you're going through a cut right now. So we we're kind of wondering like how it's going to look. He's like, but, um, you know, you're, when I originally quoted you, your rate was like here at like an A for health, health level. Well, they dropped you down to a C and it doubled like what my estimation was on your health insurance premium. And so he's like, let's maybe wait until like June when you're like completely like rebounded and everything. So, um, yeah, it definitely can, it can mess with some things like, and I've never had my blood test, blood work done during a, you know, because of prep. Cause like, I, I don't do the, the drug stuff cause I would do it naturally. So like, I don't really, 
didn't really think I had a need to like, you know, get my hormones tested or, you know, get any blood work done or anything like that. Um, but like kind of even puts into perspective, like bodybuilding is not healthy at all for anyone, like on a natural level, on an enhanced level. I mean, it's, it's just extremely hard on you. And, you know, and it, it's just, it's one of those things where like, you know, off season, like if you have trouble getting weight, you're trying to force feed a bunch of, a bunch of food in your body, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not great on, on, on your stomach, your digestion, your, your pancreas for having to produce more insulin. If you have a high amount of carbs that you're eating, um, and it, it can go both ways if you're, if you're natural or enhanced. So like, um, you know, it, it's a lot of people will be like, oh man, like I wish I could get lean like you or, or, oh, you, you're so healthy. You eat so healthy all the time. You know, you do bodybuilding. It's like, well, it's not really that great. Like yeah. there's a lot of negative things that, that are, are surrounding it too. So yeah, but it's just, it's just one of those things like, you know, in my opinion, like I know it's not great for me, but I'm willing to like do those things and take the risk because I enjoy doing it and I enjoy pushing myself further than I ever thought I could. Yep. So, but yeah. Um, I, so I want to take a little bit of a shift and go back over to the gym itself. Mm -hmm. So, um, we just talked about kind of a little bit about your future plans and fitness, but as far as for the gym, do you have any specific things that you're looking forward to or goals or, uh, getting past COVID. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, there's, I, you know, I thought I'd be a lot, I don't know, like the gym has grown substantially, um, over the last few months. And this, it's really kind of like even impressed me. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it pretty gradual and being pretty um, reserved with the growth. Um, just because like, I don't know what's going to happen with COVID. If they're going to try to shut us down again, if, if restrictions are going to change capacity levels, anything like that. So, um, you know, like when I, cause I, I, I took on the gym full time about two, two years ago now. Um, so I've been doing it full time myself, I should say with no other business partners or anything involved now. Um, so, um, within that time I, I have been able to grow it, um, you know, almost double the size of it and everything like that. Um, I just want to continue. I think my main goal right now is, you know, we're, we're an independent. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty niche. It's pretty small uh, as far as like, you know, the availability of, of who's, who's willing to come and work out in a, a town that is, you know, 6,000 people with more rural communities around us. So, um, I have to try to keep it fairly, you know, broad as far as like equipment selection and things like that. You know, we can't be like a strictly powerlifting gym, a strictly bodybuilding gym. We have to have other options and things like yeah. that. So I want to kind of try to continue to to um, cater to, you know, as many people as I can to help people support other people's goals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I want to continue to maybe, maybe ex- uh, possibly expand like some of our cardio options here in the future. We have some treadmills and things like that, but maybe get more treadmills, maybe more cardio options, um, maybe upgrade, upgrade some of our equipment, things like that. Um, you know, we, we started out with zero machines, just a couple squat racks, um, and some benches. And that was, that was about it when we, when we started the gym. So, um, you know, over time we've just kind of, you know, started gathering equipment and machines and, and slowly upgrading and, and increasing the size and, and, um, our amenities. So I just kind of want to try to continue to do that and try to continue to, um, you know, get better equipment, get better machines, you know, and just listen to what the members want. I mean, they're going to, people are going to tell you what they want. Um, and, and no, 
they're they're paying a good amount of money. You're paying a good amount of money to work out here. So like I have to always keep an keep an open ear. Like even if I'm sitting in the store here, I'm still listening to what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and trying to see like if someone if I hear someone say, Man, like, you know, this doesn't feel right or you know, this doesn't this thing this this bench is loose or something, and it's like, well, okay, well, I need to do a better job of keeping up my maintenance or if something like feels broken or isn't is operating well then i need to make sure i'm getting it fixed or like getting replaced as soon as possible so just trying to like be aware of 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 what our members needs are and what their wants are um you know just to help cater for them and and make their experiences as good as possible to support their goals yeah and another thing i'll say this isn't really a question but um aside from just strictly your guys's growth expansion um one thing that I always respect about this gym and why I've stuck around and why I always love it is the culture of it. And I think that's what, uh, one thing you guys do amazing. I think French and I have talked about this a hundred times, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's small stuff, but like, you know, it's the, the, the wall that you're putting out there with the um, totals on it that you're making right now, stuff like that. And, um, just the people in the gym too, um, being supportive, talking to you about stuff, giving you advice, um, helping you with stuff. I think that's, um, I'm sure it's hard to foster, but it's definitely worth it um, coming from a men- member's perspective because we definitely notice that, that thing, those things, because um, French and I have talked about this a hundred times, and I think um, that's just very important to have in a gym. So um, however you did that, <laughs> I respect it a lot. I, I appreciate it, and it really means a lot to, like, just is I'm so fortunate and so thankful to be able to like share it with others. Like, and, and that's, that's just not, that's not just BS that I'm, I'm just saying, but it, it's like, I, I truly mean it because like, it's, you know, like the, it's the members that have, are allowing us to have that, have what we have and to, to make it what it is. Like, I'm just, I'm just the guy that signed my name on the lease for the building. Sure. And, you know, the members now pretty much most equipment out there, the members have, have technically through their memberships, like paid for most of it. And I'm just kind of like managing it. And like, of course, like I pretty much all the money that comes in, I put back into the gym um, to try to try to, um, you know, make it better. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's mainly the members. And as far as that goes um, with the mindset and, and the encouragement and things like that. And it's just also, but I'm not, if someone's being a dick, I'm not going to be afraid to call them out. Or, you know, if, if someone comes in here and I get a weird feeling about them, or if, uh, you know, if, if they, you know, maybe have done some things in the past, uh, I'm not afraid to tell someone that I don't think that we're the right gym for them. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've, I've kicked people out of the gym before I've, I've canceled memberships before I've, I've had to, you know, refuse to renew people's memberships and tell them, you know, we're, we tried it out for this month or tried it out for a couple months and we're just not the right the gym. We're not the right gym for you. Sorry. Like I'm not going to renew your membership. And I have, I have no problem doing that because if, if we have one bad apple and I'm not willing to re- remove that, then it could make it so 10 members leave. And go yeah, it ruins it for other people. So I'm not, I'm not willing to, to risk or to sacrifice, you know, um, um, and, and things like this for, you know, like, you know, if one if one person's you know being a bad person or doing bad things, I'm like I'm not I'm just not afraid to to tell them that they need to go someplace else. So yeah, but yeah, I can imagine that's very hard to do. But yeah, yeah very important as yeah. you said. So uh huh. You know, and I had I had a situation fairly recently where some someone was well, 
without people's authorization, taking pictures of people while they're working out and then saying like that they're going to help me do marketing by posting these pictures on Instagram on, on their personal account. And I, I about punched them in the face, uh, but they, they no longer come here. Uh, and you know, there's, it's probably a good, good thing that there is a, a deputy, a sheriff's deputy and a, and a state patrolman in the gym at the time. Uh, when I started screaming at them because I, I don't know if, if I would have been able to like keep things as controlled as I did without them being there. Yeah. Uh, so it just, I get extremely protective over the people that are in here because like when, when you're, when you're here, you're giving me this kind of money, like, but like, yeah, you're paying, you're paying me for a service, but like I get to know almost everyone here on, on more of a personal level. Mm -hmm. So like I, I have a lot of personal investment in this. And so when I have that investment, then I'm going to take it extremely seriously to make sure it's the best experience for others as possible. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. <clears throat> French, you got a question? I, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm asking a hundred questions. Yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> Why are you so quiet? balance what's yeah. that <laughs> there, there, are, there 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 is there is no balance <laughs> to be honest like uh it's kind of like a an organized shit show <laughs> sorry for the language no you're good uh like you know it's 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 literally like we it's kind of a joke at home but like we have like a schedule like a, a monthly calendar that we have on our refrigerator and we just kind of like write out everything that's going on for the month and like there's never a day that's just like completely free or open um so you know it's just it's just one of those things like i just i've always been the kind of person where like i'm not good with boredom um because i get in my own head if i'm if i'm not doing something um i i, I just like even going on vacation or something like I've, I've caught myself like pacing in the hotel room because like i have nothing to do and like yeah. it, i'm just not good with it um, so the way I'm kind of wired is just like, I always have to have like a project or something going on. So, um, you know, once one thing ends or, or stops, usually I'm picking up something else. The same thing with the gym. Once we get like one renovation done, then I'm like, ah, I gotta do something different. I gotta make changes. Like, mm -hmm. so, um, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. Like I'm, I'm again, I'm fortunate enough to have like, you know, great people in my life that are super supportive of, and, and understanding that, like, I, I'm not good at stopping and, and and sitting still but we just i don't know if i'm really answering your question no yeah. uh but like you know it's just dealing with it and handling it it's just you just kind of hang on and just ride it out like <laughs> uh you know sometimes sleep gets sacrificed um you know sometimes things at home don't get done a lot of things at home don't get done uh you know it 
but like i mean i still try to like make time you know here and there for like close friends um you know my fiance things like that so, you know some family time here and there usually most of us on the weekends uh but like maybe like an hour or two i'll go to my mom's house and say hey um or i'll like last night like sarah and i like went out and uh you know, I got, got food and, and had, had a couple margaritas. So like, you know, it's just, it's just kind of that balance of like, you just have to like, even, even for me, as hard as it is, have to like kind of almost schedule it out and plan it out and say like this time frame I'm not doing anything. Like I'm not letting anyone get in the way. I'm not like going to, you know, say yes to anyone else that wants to, you know, meet me or, or, or want to like, you know, like hang out or something like I'm scheduling, blocking out this certain amount of time. And like I'm taking it for myself or I'm taking it for, you know, my friends or, or, or significant other or whatever. And like, that's, that's what it is. But, um, you know, it's just, it's as far as like how, how I do it, it's just, you know, it's, it's, I think we lost French. Um, but there he is. As far as like, how do I do it? It's just kind of like an act of like surviving. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I didn't grow up like, you know, with a whole lot, like I grew up with a single mom, like seeing her always working all the time. Um, I think it kind of instilled that into me where like, even before I was old enough to have a job, I was like mowing lawns, I was shoveling snow. I was doing like different odd jobs for like my grandma or like our family farm and things like my family's farm. Um, just things like that to like either stay busy or have a source of income or, you know, anything like that before I could even get a job. So, um, it's, it's always kind of just been about surviving and like, you know, I never want to be like complacent, complacent or like where I, where I was like, I want to be, I want to be comfortable and I don't want to feel like I'm trying to just keep my head above water. Yep. Um, so, um, and now like, you know, having that, like kind of that survival, like, you know, like trying to survive mentality and now like, it's one of the things I'm trying to perfect is, is thriving instead and and really like part of that thriving though is, is kind of like slowing down enough where i can stop and like enjoy what i'm doing because mm -hmm. for me like the way my mind works kind of going back to mindset is i'll like it's like go 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 and like i have a list of tasks that i have to try to accomplish and like nothing is going to stop me until i get those those checks those boxes checked off mm -hmm. but part of me also like is very uneasy until it happens yep. and like I kind of forget to slow down and just kind of enjoy it like I love this gym more than anything else but like it's just like there's always like a shadow over me until I get everything done that like I kind of forget to stop and be like look around be like oh holy crap like I did this yeah. like we did this like you know like you know, I have this badass gym that I can come in and work out in any time I want and no one can tell me otherwise, you know, or something like that. But it's just kind of hard for me to stop and like kind of enjoy things. Um, so that's that's one of the things I'm going to I'm trying to kind of like focus on um, a little bit more is just kind of like slowing down a little bit on that aspect. So, yeah, I, th I can totally relate to that. Just kind of being present, always being because me and French have talked about on this podcast, uh -huh. always looking forward, always looking for the next thing to do. So, um I can definitely relate to that. But. Yeah. But learning how to enjoy life is, is probably pretty cool too. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. 100%. So, definitely should be a priority. Yeah. Um, one of the first few times uh, I came to Iowa Strength, we had quite a long conversation because I had mentioned to you that um, 
one of my goals was to open up a gym too. I remember that. Um, yeah. And it, it meant a lot, but, uh, I know we've already talked about this, but can you kind of give some advice on someone that's looking to start maybe specifically a gym or even their own business? Um, kind of, kind of what advice you would give them? Because I remember exactly the piece of advice you gave me, but I just want, want to hear, uh, you reiterate it again. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it expecting to make a lot of money. Um, yep. no matter what the business is, um, you should never go in it for the money starting out. You know, if it's, if you, if you, you know, create a successful business, have a ton of money and you're looking to invest it, then that's something different. Um, if you're looking for investment opportunities, that's, that's a little bit different than just starting a business. Um, it definitely has to be a passion project first. I feel like in my opinion, um, otherwise if you're not passionate about it, you, and and again, this is just my my opinion, but if you're not passionate about it, like I don't think you're going to put a hundred percent effort into it. It's going to show in in everything that you do. You know, it's going to show if you cut corners. It's going to show if if you, you know, if you're not willing to put the time and effort into it yourself, and you just kind of hire someone to be here, you know, and then run it. Like, because there's, you know, I just I just started hiring employees to work here for me, just because it's grown to the point where I, I can't handle it on my own. Like I couldn't do this without without my employees mm-hmm. um, and without everyone that's helped me. But um, as far as like that goes, like, um, you know, it's, it has to be something that you thoroughly enjoy because if you thoroughly enjoy it, you will find a way to be able to monetize it in some way, shape or form. If you work hard enough at it, um, it may take you seven years. Like it has me, yeah. you know, um, but it, it, it will, it will happen eventually. I think we lost him again. Oh gosh. But um, Continue, yeah. it, it will happen. So um, another thing is you have to do a you, you should do what I didn't do is a lot of market research and like, you know, what's who's who's your, like kind of like a SWOT analysis, like who are your competitors, like how what's going to set you differently from everyone else, you know, like in in that's those are things that I, I, I kind of did a little bit because I was going to school for it. And, and when, when we started the gym, but like. Um, you know, I did a little bit of spot analysis, but like, I still expected people just to come when we open up the doors and that that's not enough. Like you have to be, you have to do something different. You have to do something unique and you have to do something that's going to get people into the door, um, and get someone virtually invested in you because you're literally, when you start, when you start a business, you're asking people for money. Like, and that, that was the, the biggest struggle I had in the beginning was like accepting money. Like people would come in. And like take a look at the gym but cool and then you have to be like all right so does it is this something that you think is going to work for you like basically in, in indirectly you're like hey can you give me money now and i'll let you use this 750 square foot room with like creaky floors in a basement mm-hmm. uh to, to work out in you know and and so like it was just really challenging for me at, at first but to do that but yeah it's just it's one of those things where you just it has to be a passion. You in you know the another thing I wish I probably would have done is you know get more experience in the field before I would have done it. Like you know work under someone. Like if you want to have a lawn care business, you need to start mowing lawns for someone. You need to learn how to put the the cuts, you know, cut in the, the lines and and how to make the stripes in, in the grass and, mm-hmm. and and everything like that. And so you need you need to kind of learn that. Otherwise, like what what's going to make someone you know if if you don't if you 
have a, a shitty like you know push mower that's gonna you know cut the grass unevenly then why why should i pay you to do it versus pay you know another established company in town that's gonna have like great lines and make it all even they're gonna sure. even fertilize it for me you know yeah. so but change the analogy a little bit but hell you're good <clears throat> so french Oof. Uh, it's probably a balance of both. And I think it might be dependent on the individual. Um, I am not a book smart person. <laughs> I did. I do not like, I don't, in high school, I was a terrible, a, a terrible like student, like as much as I studied or tried, you know, I just, I didn't do well. Like college was a little bit different. I didn't make the Dean's list and things like that in college. I don't know how, because I still didn't study or like do much homework but um you know it's, it's i think it really kind of depends on the person like you can research and research and research and like be and think you know what you're doing but until you actually apply that and take action on it it's completely different because you know there might be some things that you overlook like you know you might read like you know you know like some market research you know about gyms in des moines but cool like i'm gonna start a gym in independence iowa that's completely different your demographic is different you're your um your geography is different because you have a smart um, population things like that so until you really apply it i just don't know if you know personally i just don't know like how successful it could be so for me like i just you know i can research it as much as i want but like once i have that like the idea in my head like i know i just have to freaking do it mm -hmm. um and like it doesn't matter if someone's like oh no no i wouldn't do it that way you know that's not gonna work like that's just gonna be me like trying to prove you wrong and trying to do it anyways and if i make a mistake that's fine that's on me then it's not someone else trying to limit me yeah so but and and anyways that's kind of the way that i look at it so but i think a little bit of everything you know i would say collectively like you know I think it'd be the best of both worlds is, is like kind of researching and being, being knowledgeable and trying to master it, um, you know, on, in the same aspect of, of just kind of not being afraid to take the risks and, and learn from, from your mistakes or learn, learn from others or as you go, like, I will say like when we started this and even, even up to today, like I've had, you know, some great mentors, um, you know, that, that really given me some great suggestions and ideas. I mean, Rex and Gene Reinhardt, owners of Jessup Gym, like they were supportive of us from day one. Like we bought some of our first like dumbbells and, and weights there. And we're like, yeah, we're going to open up a gym in Independence. Like, oh, that is awesome. That's so cool. Like this could be 24 hours. Like there's been, you know, there's a, there's a definite need for something like that in there. They, they were, there was never negativity. They were never saying, no, don't do it. You can't do it. And they never really saw us as competition. Yeah. Um, even though like we were a little bit, but like, and we, but we never really saw them as competition either. Like I always just looked up to them. Like the biggest thing is they had a lot of classes going on. They had the supplements at the time. Yeah. We didn't have classes or supplements when we first started the gym. Um, so like if someone needed supplements or classes, we'd send them over to Jessup. If, Je if someone at Jessup was looking for, you know, to, to work out like 24 seven, because they had like a weird schedule or work like overnights or something, then they would be like, Hey, yeah, check out, you know, I was strength, you know? Mm -hmm. So we were able to coexist, but I just, you know, so I definitely was able to kind of learn 
I feel like we were able to learn some things about, about, uh, you know, from, from, from Rex and Gene, like, you know, what, what may be a good idea, what may work, what may not work. And like, you know, anytime we'd stop over there, like, it would just be like a great conversation. I felt like I'd leave there with like, you know, like uh, a lot of great positive energy and everything. So, you know, and so I, I would just say like, if you're able to find like a great mentor like that, that can kind of help you and coach you through something, then that that's definitely a great, a great advantage. Yeah, but. I could definitely see that. <clears throat> French, you got any other questions? Um, let's see. To kind of go off that, yeah, I've definitely been there where, like, you want to do something, but you think, like, oh, I need to, I need to learn every single thing about this thing before I put my toe in the water. And it's like, oh, I need to read this book. I need to read this book. I need to uh, watch this video. I need to do this thing. I need to get this tool. But really, I think before you, I don't know, at the end of the day, you kind of just need to get your toes wet and dive in while also learning simultaneously. So I think that was a really good answer. Yeah. Thank you. Um, what are some sacrifices you've had to make, whether it be during prep or just, you know, owning the gym any, anywhere in your life that, you know, I know people want to, a lot of people want to own a business, but not many people really know what it takes or what kind of sacrifices they're going to have to make. So maybe you can get into that a little bit. Uh, yeah, time is the biggest sacrifice. I feel like in both bodybuilding and business, and I, I'm going to kind of lump them together, I guess, like in my answer, just because the bodybuilding and business can have a lot of similarities because you're, you're sacrificing a lot of time for both of them. Um, in that aspect, they're, they're fairly similar. Um, you know, a big thing is like a lot of people that are, you know, successful business people, uh, don't have much success in their personal life when it comes to relationships with their family, with their friends, with their significant others. Like sometimes, you know, you can lose friends when you start a business or when you go into a bodybuilding prep, you can lose a significant other. I mean, fortunately enough, like I have a lot of people, you know, in my corner like that are, you know, again, I, I know I said it before, are understanding and supportive of me. Um, but like they also, my friends also know, like when I go in on prep, I pretty much go MIA for like three, four months. Like I got some group chats with some friends and like I mute every single one of them. Day one, I go into prep and I don't open them. I don't check them. Uh, I do nothing like and like so like my friends will hear from me or see from me if I see them in the gym and that's about it, you know, and so that the, the definite biggest sacrifice is, is time. And one of the things you need to learn from day one is uh, develop the ability to say no. Um, you have to be willing to tell people no, and it doesn't, as much as it, you know, it hurts them. Um, you know, it, it, it's going to hurt you too, mm -hmm. but like, and you may not talk about it or I, I definitely know, I don't really talk about it much, but like, you know, like I, like, I don't see hardly any of my family. Like I'll see my mom, like we, my mom and I live, like she moved recently and she lives like five blocks from me. I see her maybe once a month. Like, and she's getting older. So like, you know, I, and I feel like I need to be a little bit more involved and like, you know, cause I, I'll, I'll take care of her lawn in the, in the summertime and shovel and stuff for her in the, in the winter. But, um, you know, outside of those visits, like, I don't really say her that much, but like, um, you know, or like friends will be like, you know, text me like, Hey, we're going to be, you know, going, go out for, you know, some food, make some drinks. You want to come along? But it's like, Oh, well, like, Oh, it's Saturday. You want to do that at like three o'clock? Well, I got a train. Like I got to do chest, you know, like, so it kind of takes, takes over. And so 
you run into the problems with the food and yeah so yeah so and and it depends on if, if you're in prep like yeah you're not going to be able to eat so like am i going to go out to dinner with my friends and sit there and stare at a glass of water and an empty plate i've done it before yeah. it's not very fun and then like you know if, if you're not the driver or if you're not in control of that then you're just kind of at the mercy of everyone else and like when you can leave and then go back and eat your next meal go to the gym get some sleep whatever it might be so yeah. yeah yeah so i think i think like, <clears throat> that i've been in situations where you know i don't really like to go out a whole lot and I, you know sometimes i'm kind of a people pleaser so i end up saying oh yeah i'll go out to this place and then sometimes it just kind of takes away because you know yeah the people are like oh sweet you're gonna come but then you're always thinking about the other thing that you want to do and you're not really present that kind of makes it you know unfair to both parties so yeah i definitely agree yeah and and to kind of carry on with that is like <clears throat> you know i'm definitely a people pleaser too but i've kind of almost turned a little bit to like being realistic and knowing that like i can't please everyone um and so some of the decisions things i have to do like people might be unhappy with me but i have to do it with the best you know intentions in mind for my business um and and myself you know honestly like because like the bodybuilding thing in businesses can be extremely selfish like you know like i'm building this business because i want you know i want to see other people grow but i want personal success yeah like i mean who doesn't like yeah, not doesn't? not not to not to be like arrogant or anything it's just like that's what i want like i want to be successful personally i don't feel like i'm anywhere near that right now because i haven't accomplished half of this if i want to but you know, same thing in bodybuilding, like it's, it's all about your food, all about your training, all about your meals, um, you know, and your, your rest and things like that. And it's, it's you, 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 and it's a lot of give, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, you're, you're taking from everyone else. Um, so, but yeah. Um, French, you got anything else? Oof. I'm not the one to ask. My, my social media sucks. <laughs> I don't even have... I have a terrible follower. What? Yes. And that I would say that is the biggest thing is is <clears throat> two things. You need to be consistent and you, be, you need to be yourself. You know, in the way with with politics and everything, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to get political, but like with the way politics are and things like that and social media and politics, um, I know their algorithms are ever changing. So like, it's kind of hard to stay like up on top of like what's cool, what's not. And so like, honestly, like I kind of just stopped trying to figure it out and understand it. And I just, I just do like, I just, on my personal page, like I just kind of like, I just kind of like puke out whatever I want to do or say. And like, if it works cool, if not cool, like, I don't know. I did like, I did like one of my first reels ever. Like I had done like a couple reels on Instagram and like the first one, like it got like three views and like one like, and I was like, cool, like awesome. Like I have like over 2000 followers and like two people saw it, you know? And then like I did, I posted a reel like 
last week or earlier this week and like it has the most views out of any other reel on instagram under that song really yeah and like i was just like it was stupid fucking reel like i'm just cutting off a bull out of a concrete floor <laughs> and, and i put a caption just grinding and like it's the song lil wayne grinding yeah and like it has like over four thousand views and like there's no one else that has like over like two thousand views on their on their <laughs> video and i'm just like I don't know. Like, it's just like consistency, just being genuine, being yourself. Um, I think social media is extremely fake. And like, so I kind of take everything with a grain of salt and I'm terrible. At like, like I'll go through, like, I see your guys' stuff, but like, if I don't know someone, I probably not gonna read the caption. I'm probably not gonna pay attention to it. Cause I don't believe it. Mm -hmm. Um, honestly. Um, so I'll go through and I'll probably like everything I see just so they see my name pop up. And yeah. that's kind of what you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other, otherwise like, um, it's just, yeah, just, just being genuine and like, don't, don't fluff stuff. Don't, don't do stuff just for the gram or just to try to get, to get popular, get big. Like I hate it when people like get on Instagram and they're like taking pictures in front of like, uh, you know, fancy cars or like, you know, like got their, God, I don't want to say anything too specific because I feel like I'm just going to call someone out and they're going to get butt hurt. You know, like, do it. But, like, because, like, I, anyone I follow on, on Instagram, I respect, I have respect for. And I, you know, I'm not going to yeah. follow you if I don't. But, um, you know, but it's just like I see some things and, like, I, I'll see them do one thing, like, on Instagram. And then, like, I see them in person. It's just like they don't match up, they don't correlate. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, you know, like, that's not very genuine. Like, I feel like, you know, like you see it a lot, like, especially with some younger people, mm -hmm. um, you know, high school or, or college kids or, you know, you, you can tell that they're just kind of doing it to do it, like to try to get views and likes. Yeah. And it's like, for what, like, you know, like you're, you're probably not going to be monetizing anything. It's not like yeah. someone's going to come up to you and be like, Hey man, like, yeah, so you took a picture in front of a, a Rolls Royce, you know, like, do you want to wear this necklace in front of that Rolls Royce next time? Yeah. And I'll give it to you for free. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, I get, I get shit like that all the time, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't wear jewelry. I don't wear like watches besides my Apple watch or whatever. Like I, you know, so, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's very good advice. Just be genuine. Cause there is a lot of BS, you know, people always call it a highlight reel people putting fake stuff on there mm -hmm. saying one thing, doing another. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we, we did an, we did a podcast about social media. We kind of talked about a lot of the flaws with it. Yep. it is, there are a lot of flaws. There are a lot of cool things about it too, but oh, yeah. 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 That's really good advice. And uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. No, you're a busy man. So I'm just going to leave with, with this last question. I don't know um, if you have any questions for us or any last pieces of advice uh i don't know like <laughs> i i don't know like it's so hard to give advice because like i feel like people are always looking for it but not willing to take action so i mean honestly like whatever you want to do just just take the action and just do it like like even if it's something even if it's something like starting out small like take the action and learn learn about something new to to you know if whatever it, I don't know, whatever it is, even if it's not like business related or workout related, even if it's like, if you want to like go out for dinner with some girl that you're crushing on Instagram, like 
send her a message or you know, be, be unique with him be genuine don't just be like hey nice tits you want to go out for dinner <laughs> what's that yeah like but like it don't like don't be a douche about it like be be real be comp be complimentary like compliment someone on on you know like on something like even if you don't really like the person or if you're seeing that they're doing something stupid like maybe just say something positive and say something negative like because like social media is filled with so much negativity anymore like i hate that crap like i i have no room for it in my life like if someone says something to me on negatively on social media like i'm either gonna delete it i'm gonna block them or else i'm just gonna ignore it yeah. like because it's just i it doesn't bother me it's not gonna penetrate like my skin or anything or get under my skin but it's just like the fact that i just don't want to be associated with it so yeah. i just you know take action and do 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 the right thing do positive stuff like um i guess as far as like my any questions for you guys is like i, I really love what you guys are doing like it's i am a i'm i'm really big into podcasting like not podcasting i'm listening to podcasts I thought it'd be really cool to do a podcast for the gym, but like, I don't know really where to start. So I might ask you some for advice if I decide to do it. Um, but like, I guess what, what are you guys looking to do in the future with this? Like, where are you look, where are you looking to get out of it? French, you want to answer? Or you want me to answer? Um, you can both answer. I guess for us, it was more about like not looking to get rich off it, like make, make money off it in the distant future. Cool. But really like, one, it's a way for us, you know, we're kind of both towards the same career path in like the health and fitness industry. So it's a way for us to kind of, one, keep in touch. Obviously, we're both in college and for us to kind of, you know, when we're in and out of the classroom and everything, some of that can help some people coming up. You know, there's a youngster that isn't really sure what they want to do. I'm sure if they want to go to college or, you know, they want to improve on themselves, but they don't really know where to start. We can just help, you know, we can help one person. That's cool. No, I, I appreciate that. I, I want you guys to make a lot of money off of it because it's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I want you guys to be successful with it. So, you know, it's only going to help you guys grow in, into whatever career that you guys choose to do out, outside of college, too. Mm -hmm. It's going to give you that much more credibility. So, yeah, I think French summed it up very good. That's exactly what I was going to say. So, yeah, uh, I think that's this was a really good episode. I hope people could take some things from it. Uh, Really appreciate you taking the time out to Thank do you. this. So, um, like I said, um, have so much for respect for you and the gym. So, uh, again, honored to have you on. And unless French has anything else. Oh, just really appreciate your time. Appreciate everything, all the knowledge you shared. Yeah, I really, like, really enjoyed this episode. So. Yeah, thanks. I'm just puking out of my mouth at this point. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, and I appreciate you guys letting me, let me be on it too. Like, I think it's cool. Like I get kind of camera shy and then start kind of rambling on. So, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been fun. So it's, it's cool to like have someone like want to ask your story kind of thing. Yeah. Cause like for me, it's just living life. Like, you know? Yeah. So I just kind of doing what I gotta do. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I loved hearing about it. We were not professionals by any means, as you can probably tell. Um, Dude, and me neither. I'm just yeah. making up as I go. Yeah. And, like we've talked about in the past, um, we both get, you know, hesitant on whatever it is, posting stuff, putting yourself out there. You know, it is hard, but um, yeah. we're both really glad we're doing it. And so, yeah.
anybody else out there, like Chris said earlier, if you have something you want to do, just do it. And, and yeah, take action now and apologize for the consequences and yeah, <laughs> the blowback exactly. later. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Oh, you want to plug your socials? Oh yeah. Uh, that, that'd be cool. Uh, so, uh, for the, the 20 people that listen. Yeah. For the, yeah. So like I expect to get like a, mil follow you. a million followers out there from all this. No. Um, if you guys would want to, I'd really appreciate it. Um, so the gym that they're talking about, if you don't already know, is called Iowa Strength. Um, on Instagram, it's at Iowa Strength. Um, myself, personally, um, I just kind of post my training, a lot of my meals, maybe some tips, some advice, lots of sarcasm and curse words. Um, and so uh, my personal Instagram is at Mr. Period Dunn, D-U-N-N-E. So at Mr. Dunn on instagram so and if you follow me i'll try to follow you back <laughs> so yeah and if you're ever in the independence area if you haven't been here already definitely check out i was trying gym best gym around um and yeah yeah i'll let you work out for free for your first time too yeah yeah everything's free here everything free <laughs> hopefully you guys enjoy free, this episode free hugs. yeah free hugs handshakes um, but yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode and we'll see you next week.